Hey everybody, my name is Peter. This is my podcast where I talk about things. Today, me and my friend Rachel, we watched The Incredible Hulk, film from 2008, and we talked about it. So this is part two of our Marvel Cinematic Universe movie club. And right now, there are 18 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies out as of July 28th, 2018. And I just saw a trailer for Ant-Man 2. So there's going to be 19 of these movies coming out. And we're on number two. We got, we got a bit to go. Um, so... Thanks for listening. If you want to uh, talk to me or ask me any questions or ask Rachel any questions um, or just want to talk about Marvel movies in general, you can send me an email at podcast at gmail.com. That's mpls, like Minneapolis abbreviated podcast at gmail.com maybe i should just get minneapolis podcast at gmail.com and, and then we wouldn't have to abbreviate anything um so you can send me an email there <clears throat> you can hear rachel on some other podcasts that she does um she does these i think role-playing podcasts one is called natural 20 um and then one is called all roads tavern colon star swing i think um but her episodes are not yet but you have those to look forward to so um if you want to listen to more of her stuff go check that go check uh, those podcasts out and i'm sure there'll be a lot of fun so uh without further ado here's the incredible hulk movie review and um send me an email if you have any questions okay thanks No, 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 no. Now it's on. Okay. Hello, broadcast. Hello. I'm not <laughs> broadcast, but I'm saying hello to you. Um, Thank you. I, I, hi, my name is Peter. I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I apologize hello. to you. Hello. I apologize to you and people listening to this in the future because um, I've been a little under the weather and I feel like my voice is a little strange. And if you hear something like this, that's me muting my microphone so I can cough. <laughs> so if we hear the absence of hearing things. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty zen concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today, yep. we're going to talk about The Incredible Hulk from 2008 yep. as part two yep. Yep, as part two of our Marvel Cinematic Universe movie club. So, if you haven't listened to our Iron Man review, you don't necessarily have to because these are two different movies. But if you want to, go listen to it. <laughs> I was gonna say something about the Hulk like being really referential for the Iron Man, but it's not. It's not. The Hulk stands alone, and it should. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some of the stats. Mm -hmm. This movie came out in uh, 2008. It was released on June 13th. So we uh, and we're recording this almost 10 years to the day because today is June 12th. 2018. Oh, that's kind of oh. neat, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we are almost exactly 10 years out from this movie. Um, yeah, so it was recorded, uh, or I'm sorry, it was released on June 13th, 2008. Uh, the movie was directed by Louis Leterrier. I think that's how you say his name. Um, written by Zach Penn. Stars Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, Tim Blake Nelson, Ty Burrell, William Hurt. 
Um, this was, as I said, the second movie in this like Marvel Cinematic Universe chain of movies. Um, the weekend that it was released, uh, the other movies released with it were, um, well, the next one that really matters at all was The Happening. Oh, okay. I never saw that movie. Um, uh, Mir Bap Pali App. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, the 13th Alley Encounters at the End of the World. Uh, I don't recognize any of these. Kicking It to the Limit. Yeah, I don't recognize any of them. Um, but it it was re- it was released pretty shortly after Iron Man, and um, this year was like there was lots of lots of big movie things uh, released this year. Um, Wall-E was released two or three weeks later, along with Wanted, which isn't like super great, but it's pretty good. It's a pretty mm-hmm. decent movie. Um, Hancock was released that year. It was like everybody's trying the the superhero movies in 2008. Um, sure. Hellboy 2 was released same year. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. This is all that summer. Like, And then the thing that blew them all out of the water was The Dark Knight in oh, July of sure. that year. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that whole thing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's you know it's not it's not my favorite Batman movie, but it's certainly a good movie. Like it's it's a it's a good movie, I would say. What is your favorite Batman movie? The first Batman with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yep. I don't know why that surprises me, but that surprises me. It's so good. It's so comic booky. It. That's it's, true. It's so like, it it captures like the comic bookiness of, of really good Batman comics and does not try to be um, realistic, but is still like disturbing and weird. Um, <laughs> Prince did the soundtrack to it. Like, it's just really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen that either actually. Oh, that's on Netflix now. I have to watch it. Cause I, yeah. I do think Michael Keaton's an underrated actor. He, he was such a, well, well, Wait a second. Wait a second. Let's mm-hmm. rein it in here. I know we both did not like The Incredible Hulk, but we are under contract to talk about it. I was just about to say, unfortunately, he was not in this movie. <laughs> Michael so Keaton was not in this movie. Michael Keaton was not um, in this movie. <laughs> just yeah. going to be like every movie going forward. And Michael Keaton was not in this movie. Yeah. This is how we close it every yeah. time. All right. Um, the director... Uh, before this, he was known for his transporter movies, the mm-hmm. transporter, which I never saw, but I heard that they're pretty good. Um, then he made Clash of the Titans after this, and it looks like he's going to m- make the Dark Crystal series for Netflix next year. Yeah, I'm so. super excited about that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> See there, there we go. One second. One second. Hold on. Okay. Holding. Okay. Holding. Ooh. All right. You're right. I'll be all right. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, though so. you, you could say it was partially directed by Edward Norton because <laughs> there were scenes where he did in fact direct himself. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he um he did a lot of rewriting for the script actually. Mm. And so um yeah, he was hired to both play Banner and to rewrite um Penn screenplay in order to make it more different from the 2003 film. Oh, right. Yeah. Like and, it's been a while since I've seen those movies, but in some ways I actually liked those movies better. The or there was only one other one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that Ang Lee movie better in some ways because it was it he tried to make a comic book on screen. Like he used split screen a lot and did some like weird effects and stuff. Anyway, yeah. Keep, um keep going. Uh Leterrier wanted to make like a grittier movie. Yeah. Darker, grittier, and that's why everything's like more intense and the Hulk is like 
super striated muscles and real veiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, Norton, um, there were times where um, Leterrier would be directing like another scene somewhere else and Norton would be directing himself. Specifically, um, the scene in the, well, we'll get to the summary in a second, I guess, but there's that yeah. scene in the park. Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk more about that and how I feel about that scene when, after we talk about the summary. Would I'm, you like me to summarize? Sure, go for it. <laughs> this movie? There's not much to summarize, I feel like, but yeah, go for it. There's not. <laughs> um, so it starts with sort of like a, a flashback sequence um, to show uh, Bruce Banner experimenting and oh no, he becomes the Hulk and oh no, he smashes up the lab and his girlfriend Liv Tyler is super freaked out. They split up. He runs away to somewhere can I, else. Can yeah. I interject really quick? Yeah. That, that was actually one of my favorite things about this movie. Maybe my favorite really? thing about this movie was that how they did the the origin. Like so many of these movies are origin stories and they don't need to be. But I really sure. liked just it being in the credits and it was kind of like super melodramatic and lit kind of weird. And like, you could totally tell the entire backstory by just, there's no words or anything, you know? Like credits are rolling and we're watching all this stuff happen. It's like, this is kind of cool. I like this. I like yeah, how I was, they, I, I, I thought it was cool. I was really torn. I was really torn because it it wasn't doing anything to grab me. And I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be invested in this part? Uh, this is yeah. just an info dump. I don't, yeah. I didn't really, it's a different format. My brain didn't know what to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I haven't seen that used much maybe ever in a, in a movie before. Maybe that's why. I just, I didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, I don't understand what you want from me, movie. <laughs> this right. initial sequence. Right. <clears throat> um. Um, so, so yeah. So after this, uh, this sort of flash um, of info, uh, we find that Bruce Banner, who is, spoiler, the Hulk, uh, is in Brazil where he is working at a bottling factory and also searching for a cure. He's been corresponding with someone named, um, he only knows is Mr. Blue and he's Mr. Green. And he's been learning how to like control his, uh, his rages. Mm -hmm. He gets found because he accidentally bleeds into a bottle and oh no, Stan Lee drinks it <laughs> mm -hmm. and gets gamma poisoning. So then they track him down because, um, the army, the military wants him back and wants to um, use him to test and to make more super soldiers. Um, specifically, William Hurt as, oh, what's his name? Thun Thunderbolt? Thunder? Yep, Thunder that's it. General, General Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> Which I, so I typically, I like William Hurt in movies. I I felt like like I I felt like they wanted me to feel more about William Hurt's character than I felt. Anyway, um so he wants Banner to come back and he um hires uh Tim Roth's character who is named what is your name? Um Emil Blonsky. Blonsky, that's right. Blonsky to like track him down, bring him back, blah blah blah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Blonsky thinks the Hulk is super cool and wants to be. I don't know um, that. I don't know. I mean, you're saying that sarcastically, but he I am doesn't, saying that he doesn't, he doesn't think the Hulk is super cool. He wants those like super soldier powers for himself. Yeah, is what he wants. Yeah. He wants to be super strong and and like. Yeah, like even just the synopsis of this movie, mm -hmm. it's there. There's no, there's no like interesting turns or anything, right? There's like, nothing. It's like, like it's the rest of the movie. Forward. Yeah, the rest of the movie is Blonsky is tries to 
tries to be like the Hulk and screws up and yeah. chaos ensues. Um, at, at one point, uh, Banner does reunite with Betty Ross. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that, that was her name in the comics, though. Like, Yeah, I, it's a very comic book name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and that's the... Uh, I, uh, I'm just going to give you an aside here. Yeah. Like, it, it, or give everybody. I'm just going to interrupt. Yeah, is what I'm it. saying. Go for it. I mean, that's that's the problem with making these these Marvel Cinematic movies like this. Like, mm -hmm. they're trying to go for all this realism shit, and, and like, named it's, Betty Ross. It's a <laughs> like it's it's purposefully melodramatic, like in in the strictest definition of the word. Like, it's heightened crazy drama with people like names like Thunderbolt and yeah. the Hulk and Betsy Ross or whatever her name is Betty Ross yeah Betty Ross yeah Betty Ross yeah not Betsy Ross but and so when you try and like you know uh born identity it if I <laughs> like a movie like this it's it's not gonna make it's not gonna make sense Mm -hmm. Like, you know, these people are trying, it's like, uh, you, you know, it's like you're trying to have a, a normal conversation with somebody dressed as a mime or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, any, it, anyway, uh, yeah. but keep, keep going, keep going. I want you to, if you want to finish up your, your. I synopsis. do. I'm almost done. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, so Betty Ross, they, they're trying to do this comic book thing and, but they make it too serious, too gritty. And they're trying, they're depend so dependent on the relationship between Banner and Betty. And th there was nothing there for me. Like there was no yeah. chemistry. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they get together and they, they hide and whatever. Um, they find Mr. Blue, who has come up with a potential antidote um, for the Hulk stuff. And then... Mr. Um, Blue is... Uh, what's his name? From um, O Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> yeah, he's the character from O Brother, Where Art Thou? But he's... Um, his... Dr. Samuel Stearns. Samuel Stearns, yeah. Who... Cellular biologist. And later on, when he gets like that bit of blood dropped into that gash on his head, mm -hmm. they're, they're indicating for people who know the Hulk comic book that this guy is going to turn into this character that was a villain of the Hulks called the Leader, and he kind of mm -hmm. had this. He kind of had this. He was green and kind of had this big, like pulsating head, and it was just Gross, weird. Was cool. and, yeah, yeah, just like super crazy looking. Anyway. Um, and so then the big climax is when uh, the Hulk fights. There's like this one big fight scene in the park and then they run away again. And then there's another big fight scene where they destroy a bunch of buildings and it's between the Hulk and between um, uh, Emil Blonsky, who has, who had taken a, like a little bit of super, uh, super soldier serum and Mm -hmm. He got a little bit stronger and he wanted more. And then he took a bunch of the Hulk stuff and it made him with this big monster with spikes coming out of his back. And yeah, he's, he, he's the abomination. That's yeah. That's his from the comics. That's who he is. Yeah. And so, um, so the Hulk and they fight and blah, blah, blah. And then he defeats him and then that's it. And then the Hulk <laughs> runs away again. And that's it. And then, yeah. like the the it's either after the credits or the last scene or whatever. Tony Stark approaches um, uh, Thunderbolt <laughs> to put a team together, right? And yeah. blah blah blah. So I yeah, I ever, I don't think we ever see him again, Thunderbolt, in any of the other Marvel yeah, cinematic. Yeah, you, you do. Actually. Oh, we do. Oh, really? Yep. Yes, he comes back. Um, Oh, where are you? He is in uh, Captain America: Civil War, oh. and he. Um, let's see. He's the one who. So I was like reading 
like the character synopsis on Wikipedia, and he is the one that put so much thought into this character. Um, uh, he compared Ross to Captain Ahab, and oh. um, the Hulk <laughs> is actually Hurt's favorite superhero. And uh, really, he loved making the movie because it felt more like an indie movie than the typical like high anxiety of a studio film. Mm-hmm. And that he described Ross as humiliated by Hulk's conscience. He actually sees and recognizes that it's more developed than his own, even though he's a patriot and a warrior for his country. He sacrificed much for that purpose, but at the expense at times of his humanity, which he occasionally recovers. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he thought about it a lot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he was in Captain America Civil War. I think he was in... He was also, I think, in um, briefly in Infinity Wars. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, interesting. Yeah, and uh, Thunderbolt Ross, like that character. I guess mm-hmm. down the road, uh, <laughs> in two thousand eight, actually, that character turns into the Red Hulk. <laughs> okay. I, I have know nothing about it. I'm just skimming here and I see that he was Red Hulk in sure. 2008. That's like, kind of neat, actually. And that and his character has been around since Incredible Hulk number one in 1962, mm-hmm. like Thunderbolt Ross was. But um, yeah, Red Hulk was the same year. Hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's also known as Rolk. Sure. Right. Portmanteau of Red Red Hulk and Ross. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I like good uh, good portmanteau. Yeah, the um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I there were parts that I that I liked about this movie. Like I was sort of into um, Edward Norton at the beginning. Like in I think he's in Rio de Janeiro. I think that's yeah, yeah, and um. Like I kind of liked that whole that whole bit, and and I I liked the days since last incident, you know, little counter mm-hmm. thing, because that kind of that kind of makes you think like the Hulk is it, there. It puts like a parallel between like the Hulk and um, um, like recovery, like mm. you know, like people oh, falling sure. off the wagon or whatever, and yeah, like it, an addict. It, yeah, it, and. Um, it kind of internalizes. I, I like the idea of somebody who uh, has this uncontrollable thing um, that they're trying to like get a handle on and stuff. I, I, I just like all I like all of that stuff, you know. And yeah. I like the idea of the Hulk a lot. Um, the I was really really into when I lived in Florida. There's a Hulk ride. Have you ever okay. been to Have you ever been to that? Uh huh. Oh, it. Uh, I'm going to spoil something for you, but it's easily spoiled if you're just waiting in line for it. Okay. <laughs> so it's just constructed really cool. Like you walk in the in the inside part where you wait to get into this like huge roller coaster. It's like it's like a traditional roller coaster that like goes up and down and loops and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the in the portion to get there, you have to walk inside and there's all these monitors with like cartoon, like it's as if you're walking through Banner's lab. Mm-hmm. And there's all these like it, the cartoons that play on a loop and stuff, but it shows him like experimenting and saying things like, oh, I think this time it's going to work, you know, and like bottles crashing and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you get in, you get in sit down, you know, and you like has those big like um those those big straps that like go over you, you know? Mm, that like okay. strap on um like over your shoulders and it's like this big plasticky metally thing. And there's more audio playing. Like it, it starts to play whenever they press the button or whatever. And he says like again I think I think this time it's going to work, and then he goes, "Oh no, something's wrong," and <laughs> you're moving kind of slow because, like the the start of the ride is an incline, okay, like right off the bat, it's this huge incline, mm-hmm. and you're moving kind of slow when he goes, "Oh, I think it's going to work," and then he goes, "Oh no," you know, whatever he says, 
And I've never been on a ride that uses like, supposedly it uses like super magnets to shoot you right off the bat, like up this incline after it sort of toys with you for the first two or three seconds. Well, so you think you're going to, you think you're just on this like little, you know, you're going to be like clacking your way up to the, to the apex and then go down, you know, but instead it like shoots you out really, really fast. So, and and then, you know, it's just a normal ride after that. It's just like loops and super crazy and fast and all that stuff. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool. I, I I love that ride. That's my favorite. That's my favorite um, roller coaster ever. It's just put together so well. It's like this big green thing and like, <laughs> you know, it's sort of, metaphorically mirroring this like rage this guy has inside of him and stuff you know like it's pretty sweet it's it's, okay. like, a, it's like a good very solid uh representational ride i liked it um anyway all of that is to say like i really like this idea of the hulk mm-hmm. but then the way this plays out like the CG back 10 years ago isn't that great, especially when like a lot of the close-ups are on this big green CG character. Yeah, the and, eyes um, are that like, yeah. that, that kind of green that looks like doll eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that the uncanny. the hair was like big clunky hair. It's that uncanny valley thing. Like it's yeah. just, it's not doesn't look right and and like you said um we're supposed to be invested in this relationship between the hulk and betty and we don't have any history with them so we're seeing them reunited which could be kind of cool but it's not really and yeah i think i think that was the problem that i had with that really fast intro is that you see them like briefly interact at some point within that intro and then there's nothing. And so you don't really get why there's, there's no buildup for their relationship. Yeah. 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 Uh There's there's nowhere you didn't start anywhere. So now that we're supposed to be invested in it and have it be like this big relief that they're back together or something like it's not there. Yeah. And And when he picks her up and brings her into the cave, it just made me think of like, um, King Kong. Yeah. 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 Wasn't good. Yeah. I am. Like subsequent um, uh, appearances of the Hulk and like Avengers and, and whatnot. I really enjoy like once he's, once he's played by Mark Ruffalo, I don't know if it's just a change in actor or director change, but I, I really like the Hulk in later mm-hmm. later movies um do you think that's because he doesn't have as much to do like he's not he's not carrying the weight of the whole thing um it could be i think i think they find find a better balance with um comedy and and pathos with the character yeah like um we'll I mean, get to this like <laughs> in several yeah. months but in thor ragnarok uh, the Hulk's character is really good. Oh right, yeah, that's on Netflix now. I want to watch it, but I'm but I'm also aware that we need to watch. Right, <laughs> like a million other things. Um, I won't say too much more because I don't want to spoil it. But the Hulk's character is really good. I like him in Avengers. Um, I think when you have a character of that size, I think it's important to like look for the comedy mm-hmm. because it's that juxtaposition of. Um, He's under like this great emotional torment, but there's something like darkly funny about some of it, you know. Well, yeah, um, yeah, and and it's based on a comic book that is supposed to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right. I, I, I just felt like Norton took himself too seriously in the role. Yeah, he's like he was trying to make this like I don't know, like ode to graphic novel literature. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird because or, like, he's. He's Edward Norton is funnier in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like when he's on screen and he's saying things, he's actually playing like bigger. You know, like sure. he, he makes more sort of weird faces, and 
is like a little bit more hammy. Yeah, I think know? that would have worked really well in this. I, yeah. I think he's trying to be like the quiet, sensitive part of the Hulk. Um, yeah, he did have a few it, funny moments, like when he was trying to say, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, but he didn't know the Portuguese for that. So he ended up saying, you yeah. wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> or right. Uh, when Liv suggests that they, um, or Betty suggests that they go on the subway and he's like me in a metal tube surrounded by angry people. Right. Like, Let's take a cab. So there are these like yeah. tiny moments when I liked him. Yeah, and I liked yeah. him in the like the park scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's it's when he first discovers that Betty um, has a relationship with someone else now, who's played Is by that a, guy from uh, Modern Family. Modern Family, Ty yeah. Burrell, yeah, who's really funny. He's like he's a super funny guy. Real that guy, man. that guy, and um, John Hamm need to make some sort of like 1950s movie because they both look like yes they both have these like 1950s qualities about them yes i would agree with that and and i think that guy his name is ty burrell is that the guy mm-hmm. yeah like i think that guy ty burrell should make super serious movies like his face just i feel like would lend itself to something really crazy uh like some sort of modern update to a hitchcock movie or like a new twilight zone or something i don't know he's just so distinctive looking and weird yeah he's got these like real kind of intense eyebrows and his mouth does that like pointy thing at the corners right yeah yeah um and he does comedy so he's probably gonna do like drama better i don't know um yeah yeah, i would agree with that um so yeah i trying to see what else did i oh um so a few can i share a few interesting things i found out about the movie yeah yeah um so they actually did want mark mark ruffalo (laughs) to be the hulk (laughs) um before before they chose edward norton um but they felt like Edward Norton looked more like um, it was, uh, but the but Marvel Marvel wanted Edward Norton. So they felt like he looked like the character David Banner, who was in the like the TV show. Oh, was his name David Banner in the TV show? Well, I think uh, I think it was still Bruce. Oh, so who was David Banner? David Banner Hulk. I think he is. Um, Let's see. Do, do, do. Oh, I see. Yeah, I guess his name was David because Bruce is his middle name. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh. David Bruce Banner. Hmm. Which That's he kind of does. Um, oh, and there was also, speaking of the TV show, there was a little cameo of uh, Lou Ferrigno as yeah. a security guard that they bribed with some pizza, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, and Lou Ferrigno plays the, the Hulk's voice. Yeah. Yeah. He was only supposed to say Betty like one time, and then they realized that they needed to get him to say Hulk smash. And so he does. I, I mean, I'm assuming he does all the yelling and stuff too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that um, uh, the guy, the guy who plays her dad was also in, I think, the Hulk cartoon? Oh really? Yeah. Um, where did I see that? Anyway, it'll come back to me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The the pizza owner, pizza restaurant owner guy. Mm. Paul Souls. He he was Banner's voice in the 1966 Marvel superheroes cartoon. Oh okay. That old guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Hey, let's take a let's take a quick pause here. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Sure. And I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Hang on. All right. Very long. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome. 
yes. There's no response to that. Somebody says, welcome back. And you want to say, well, welcome. You say, back. thank you. Thank, thank you, you for your welcoming. <laughs> thank you. Uh, um, yeah. So the other cameos are like Martin Starr is in that. Remember, Martin Starr is in the, in the computer lab. Mm -hmm. and, um, what, I forget now. Like, I just watched this movie and it's already leaving me. Like, yeah. I <laughs> was, like checking his email or something. Um, yeah. And then. Um, Rickson Gracie, who is like this huge jujitsu star. Um, he plays the guy who's like teaching Edward Norton about breathing in that one episode, in that uh, one scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like a famous, he's super famous jujitsu guy. Yeah. Um, there's also, I mean, it's kind of a cameo. So they, uh, when they're flipping through um, channels, Banner's flipping through channels on the television. So one of the movies he stops on is The Courtship of Eddie's Father, which starred yeah. Bill Bixby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the one, <laughs> there was another moment that I uh, I liked going through this uh, trivia list here, um, where <laughs> Betty tries to buy Bruce some purple pants. Yeah, he, won't, yeah. he won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was so like little nods like that made me really happy. Or like when yeah. um when Banner was shopping on his own at one point and he's looking for pants and the the woman at the like the clothing stall at the market hands him a pair and he's like, no, stretchy, stretchy. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um also uh I guess before Edward Norton was considered, uh David Duchovny was also in the running. That would have been such a that would have been maybe pretty good, actually, because David David Duchovny has been in some pretty funny things. Um, yeah, he's got pretty good timing. Yeah, yeah, that that might have been pretty good. Um, so we know that this movie did not pass the Bechdel test. No. Right? right. What are the rules again? Two women talking to each other about something other than a man. Yep. Uh, no, is that is that the three? Is there is there a third criteria that I'm missing? Um, I should just have those like yeah up when <laughs> when we record. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. And the two women must be named. <laughs> so like named oh, characters. Yeah. Uh, featuring yeah a work featuring at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. And yeah. Yeah, so there, that it didn't pass that. There's no. no there's Liv there's Tyler. No, um, there's no queer characters in this. There's no people of color that actually have names that Matt, you know, like that are main characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff bothers me, especially when we're talking about like, again, it goes like it's a comic book. Right. It's a comic book. Like, it's not real. You can yep. do things like you could have somebody be related to another person and have them be opposite races from one another yeah, and never, and never explain it and just never no. explain it. Nope. Cause yeah. it's a comic book and you can do what you want. <laughs> right. Or like they did that with that new lost in space series. And I, I think it took them like five or six episodes to even mention the fact that her daughter was a different race from her. Which I really liked. Yeah, I, I liked too. that it wasn't like something that they felt like they had to jump on and explain right away. Right. Or people will be confused. Yeah. No. No, we're not confused. We got it. It's it's fine. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It's they're people that like people that yeah. It's it's okay. We'll we'll get it. We'll we'll keep up. Um, yeah. I I have this. So I I I've uh, been listening to this. Uh, author called Chris Hedges. He's like mm -hmm. the super lefty socialist author guy. And he's basically saying how like the liberal class has kept it so safe that the only thing they're good for anymore is to like, <laughs> Bill and I were joking about this the other day, is to have like hot takes, like write <laughs> some think pieces, you know? Mm -hmm. Um 
So I'm, I like, and I'm aware that that is exactly what I, the little thing that this podcast does is have like little conversations about, about movies and stuff. So I'm trying to reconcile that because I love watching movies and I, um, and I love talking about movies, you know, but yeah. there's a part of me that feels like, uh, fruitless about the whole thing. Um, but anyway, the, so that's just an aside to, to my self-loathing side, I guess. Um, and also I, I, there's somewhere in that book that he says, he calls like media, like hallucinations of the, of the populace or something like that. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm making that up. It doesn't <laughs> matter who says, who says it, but if, I think that's one of the reasons that I'm interested in talking about these movies. Cause I feel like everybody watches them. Like mm-hmm. Republicans watch them. Democrats watch them. Everybody watches these things. They're like farmed out to China and all over the globe, you know? So right. it, I feel like these movies are like, uh, it's like all our collective subconscious has come together and like, churned out this thing and then like we all gravitate for some reason at this point in time for the past 10 years we all gravitate to these marvel movies you know mm-hmm. so like what does this one have to say <laughs> maybe maybe this one doesn't have much to say theme wise about what's happening because it's just like not a very good one you know yeah i don't know it's a it's an environmental message because he's green yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's really anything. Because, I mean, they kind of go with like, oh, military is kind of bad. But yeah, it's more but like then, this one military guy is bad. And then it sort of, re- the military sort of redeems himself at the end, right? Yeah. Because if, we're, if we want to market this to Republicans as well as Democrats and like war hawks as well as, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. it's like well we can't end on a negative military message because then our like super rah-rah military folks won't like this movie so let's not lean so heavy into that you know yeah but um yeah yeah so it kind of wavers on that where it could have been like a pretty anti-military type movie you know like if it wanted to go for a stance like it could have been that yeah, I think maybe that's part of what, why it it just couldn't keep my attention is that it it feels like it kept waffling, yeah, on like everything. Yeah, it was trying really hard to be this really middle of the road movie, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe some of it was because um, Iron Man had just come out, and Iron Man had had some um, I would say some commentary on the military yeah, and was making some statements and um, they didn't want to put two out uh, at the same time, you know, around the same time that that would push it too far or something. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, What's, I mean, what's weird. Like if we just think about comic book movies in general, Mm -hmm. like, now that I think about it, like these Marvel movies have a lot of military stuff in them and you don't have to have a comic book movie with military things in it. Like sometimes Batman has the SWAT team called in, you know, but like it doesn't have to be there. True though, though Batman deals with sort of, I wouldn't say smaller skill villains, but like, they're definitely earth-based, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but the, like, but Marvel has like villains from different parts of the galaxy and different. Well, on a larger scale, like well, Batman's well, concerned about Gotham. Well, right? <laughs> not necessarily because he's in Justice League, and Justice well, League true. is like all over the place. That's true. Um, it's just it. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a fully formed idea there. I'm just saying the fir- we've talked about two Marvel movies and both of them, it's just like military. 
you know, like mm-hmm. it plays a real big part in it. And I mean, it makes sense for, I guess it makes sense for both. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense, but it's sure. conceivable to make a Hulk movie without there being military involved. I think maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think you get something that big and disruptive. It's not the SWAT team. isn't going to be able to take them down, you know? Right. But uh, it doesn't necessarily have to go there. Like, oh. the, like the Hulk series uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's that Bill Bixby show. It was more just like the Hulk goes around it like every episode didn't turn into the military's after the hulk sure sure though i think um hmm. I, I think my 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 suspicion is that you put that in there you put that sort of stuff in there to grab some right-wing folks that's my <laughs> that might be what i'm what i'm kicking around Sure, which would make a lot of sense considering, like, George W. had just stopped being president. Yeah, he was on his way out, right? He was on his way out. Um, It was just before, like, it was the year that Obama got elected. Mm -hmm. George W. was still president. There was a lot of conflict in the U.S. about um, forces in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. There was a lot... There was a lot of um, conflict about military, just in general, and so I, I think, like you said, like it's these Marvel movies become an um, an amalgam of what people are thinking about and feeling at the time, and military was a big deal, was like in the public view and in the public mind. Yeah, yeah. Also, the other difference between. Um, Marvel movies and Batman, not so much for, okay, my theory falls apart with Iron Man, but with like the Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner doesn't have any money. Batman, it has a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Um, I think it's, it's a means of, it's also a provider of gadgets. Having military be involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Whereas, Bruce can just buy stuff. Right. But in order to get that level, you need like military spending for the, you need a government agency or something. I also think um, a lot of it probably has to do with Captain America Mm -hmm. being a part of Marvel. And I mean, he started in the army, you know, yeah, like his origin story. Um, yeah yeah and maybe that like the x-men came before this but didn't have the i i don't think it had the same foothold that all these mcu movies have right and maybe that's part of it because you know the military industrial complex and all that i don't know know. yeah i think i think in the marvel movies like it both gives people something to rail against and like a comforting force mm-hmm. for people that are, are into the military. Right. So who sort of, sort of based off of what we talked about in Iron Man, um, who is Donald Trump rooting for in this movie? Um, uh, you can remember we said uh, yeah. Donald Trump. Donald Trump uh, thinks he's Tony Stark, basically. Right. Um, here's no. Uh, I don't know that Trump would have been rooting for anybody, but he yeah. um, he would think that he totally could have had a meeting with the abomination, <laughs> and uh, like convince and like talked him into <laughs> not smashing everybody. I don't know. I bet he would have. I bet he would have Thunderbolt Ross at the White House for at least a couple months as, like, you know, an advisor. Right, mostly to try to see if he could um, flirt with Liv Tyler. Like maybe she'd come visit. <laughs> oh Jesus! That it's that made me uncomfortable because it's 
because it's pretty accurate, I bet. Yep. Oof. Uh, he probably just wants to like get a peek down her shirt and then well, and then God. he'll dismiss uh, Thunderbolt. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll resign. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Oh, so there, there's one like statistic about movies that I like to look at that okay. maybe nobody on the on else on the planet likes to look at, mm-hmm. and that's average shot length. Okay. So meaning like. Yeah. Yeah. How long are shots in movies? Mm-hmm. Um, the the longest shot in this movie was sixty five point three seconds. 65.3 okay. seconds was the longest shot. The average shot was 3.1 seconds. And the, <laughs> and the shortest shot was 0.4 seconds. Sure, all that like back and forth with the battle stuff. Yeah. Right. And that's what I think these movies are turning into. And that's what I think a lot of stuff that's popular today is turning into. And it makes it so hard for me to follow. Like a show like... Uh, like Westworld, where I mm-hmm. feel like you could really go in depth on these characters and it's just bouncing around constantly. And like word salad and people bouncing around. Mm-hmm. And so, that's, what, that's what these movies turn into for me. It's just like, I don't know what's happening. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, just, uh, you should watch the most recent episode of Westworld. That's all. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't gotten different. to it. Like, yeah. It's, you'll like it. Um, and, and there's also a, um, I need to look up where this this guy made a video essay about how cameras and movies used to uh, they used to be their own character. Like yeah, um, like the camera had a place in the scene, so you couldn't so you couldn't just like uh, magically have have the camera be someplace else, like. If it, mm-hmm. if it switched to another shot, it was a shot that was like grounded somehow or like you're looking somehow through like you're wandering around in this scene and the camera is following you there. And then somewhere yeah. along the way, like all those rules went out the window and there's no mm-hmm. anchor for things in battle. It's just sort of like they're running left and then cut to another scene and like. There's a car flying, but they're not running left anymore. They're like running at the screen, and um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> I think the worst example of that to sidetrack from the Marvel for a moment is the like the trans um, the Transformers movies. Oh gosh, yeah. Like I never know what's happening, and it's too bad because it's like giant robots fighting each other, which would be mm-hmm. totally my jam. But I don't know who's fighting. Yeah, I don't know who's winning ever. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like the cartoon was all these robots with primary colors, and they like mm-hmm. stood out and were like visually appealing. Um, and you could put Optimus Prime on a T-shirt, and you would instantly know that that's Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, these robots look like like metal shavings cobbled together with like a little bit of color on them. And then like someone threw them up in the air and they jumble around on the screen and then this. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not something you want in a t-shirt. It's not something I want a t-shirt. Right. And so we, yeah, we kind of see that like with the, with the fight scene between the Hulk and the abomination, like it's, it's not too bad, but it's, it's like reaction, 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 reaction. Instead of just like following the Hulk, yeah. For a minute and building cuz that can build drama too if you just like yeah, make just... the camera working on the side of the Hulk so to speak and then you know the Hulk's like looking and then the abomination comes into view as opposed to following everybody and what everybody is doing. Yeah. Yeah, and you have like 25 or 30 moments of like okay, uh he smashes the police car in half, picks him, picks him up on his hands and like claps them together. Okay, like the abomination has this big like chain thing. Okay, like there's a scene in the helicopter and he's got to clap his hands before it like burns the helicopter up. Like there's so many of those moments. If you mm-hmm. would have just if you just dwell on one or two of them and stretch the fight scene out more, it it would be mm-hmm. like 
super suspenseful and weird, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you watch this movie again? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, though before, uh, before we close out here, um, sure. I do have one kind of amazing fan theory <laughs> okay. about the Hulk. Uh-huh. Um, I may have mentioned this before. So I was at a, a convention not long ago and they talked about, um, they were talking about the science of like comic books and movies. And um, it had like actual scientists on this panel and they were trying to figure out why the Hulk would be green. Mm -hmm. And um, the best explanation that they came up with, and then I found it again on um, the subreddit shitty fan theories. <laughs> <laughs> um, that there's something about the gamma radiation that he was uh, exposed to that um, temporarily fills his cells with chloroplast. Oh. And so he's basically um, using photosynthesis to generate energy. Mm. And that's why he's so strong because um, it would increase the amount of ATP that he had available for his cells. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I really like that idea. Though it breaks down when you figure out like how he has to get back down to size because basically he'd have to ex expel like a lot of CO2 all at once. So he'd just sort of have to like fart himself <laughs> back down to being Bruce Banner. Right. That's yeah. the part of Hulk that they don't talk about. You never see that part. <laughs> right. Um. But I really like that idea. It and again, it it also breaks down with the idea of like Red Hulk and so on and so forth. Yeah. Though there are, I think there's there are some red algaes. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the uh, I won't try to explain it over podcast, but on the shitty fan theories, um, they do have like the actual formulas that that happen to make uh, ATP. Just kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Yeah, and um, but yeah, uh, that's that's the thing that I like to think about when I watch the Hulk <laughs> is that he is just a giant plant man. I I like to think of it as as some sort of like like I said like an addiction narrative of some type. Mm -hmm. You know, like sure inner struggle turmoil amp that stuff up yeah i think i think that side of things really comes to the fore more um once mark ruffalo is the is the hulk hmm. i think it's just it's just a different portrayal to me i think because mark um unless he's like actively smiling looks kind of sad <laughs> just like <laughs> that's, that's just true. his face that's true yeah and um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, he comes across as a more emotional guy, just mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think uh, just changes in writers and and directors can bring out a lot, bring a lot um, to the story of of the Hulk. And um, yeah, I like I like the Hulk as in addition. To other movies, mm -hmm. I just think he's just such a straightforward character. Like, oh, he gets angry, he turns into the Hulk. That's yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Well, I think I've said all I need to say about this movie. <laughs> I do too. I feel like this was a shorter recording than our last one. Yeah, there's less to talk about, but that's okay. Yep. What are we doing after this? What's the next one? Is next this, I think ones, the next one is Iron Man 2. It is, which yeah. I vaguely remember. All I Actually, all I remember about it is that the bad guy has these, like, electro whips. Yeah. And that's... um, What's that guy's name? Is that... Uh, is that Danny Trejo? No. No. Who am I thinking no, no. of? Um, so. Oh, no. It's, um, I don't know the guy's name. Mickey Rourke. 
Yeah, Mickey Rourke. He was in Sin City. It's really good. And he, he was in a bunch of movies in the 80s where he played sort of like a crazy, kind of weird, bad, bad guy type. Um, and I think he struggled with addiction similar to um, uh, that guy right there. I cannot remember things. Robert Downey Jr. Similar mm. to that. But anyway, sure. that one's next. Okay. That one, I like that one. Well, well I liked it okay. I well, liked it okay. I don't remember a lot about it. Well, we'll talk about it. Sounds we'll good. It and then we'll talk about it. And then I'll remember. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm closing it out here. All right. Okay. Good we job. did it. Talk, talk at you all later. Bye. He smashes the police car in half, picks up, picks him up on his hands, and like claps them together. Okay, like he bought me this big like chain thing. Okay, like there's a scene in the helicopter, and he's got to clap his hands before it like 